Hey there, Checkmates. It's your old Uncle Derek coming to you from a phone app with a cat crinkling a thing in the background and another cat just kind of cleaning, just kind of licking himself. It's, uh, but look at his, uh, uh, front, like, arm. It's, it's, it's okay. It's not gross or weird. He's just, uh, it's bath time for McGuire. Meanwhile, Jonko is getting crinkly. So that's what you're dealing with in the background of this. Hey, uh, some of you might have noticed that there hasn't been an episode uploaded this week. I wanted to tell you why. Uh, we had a, uh, Fab 15 was the last episode that was uploaded. One that I really enjoyed doing. I, I think you can tell listening to it that I had a lot of fun. And, uh, uh, that's the last thing that we uploaded. I was planning on doing an episode this week, but the, uh, well, I mean, I guess I should say first, the Fab 15, when I do those episodes, those episodes are a little bit longer, so I like to give two weeks before I do a new upload, because I know some of you have to listen to those in segments, and, you know, I, I just, I give you a little bit of time to catch up in case you're, uh, uh, a little bit behind listening to the Fab 15. And if so, I completely understand. It's long episodes. I get it. So I just, I, I like to leave a little bit of buffer there. Uh, I was planning on doing an episode this week, and unfortunately, at the start of this week, I got sick. Uh, not COVID, which is still, by the way, very much out there. Uh, not COVID, but I, I popped a little bit of a fever, had a messed up uh, throat and whatnot, and just just kind of didn't get an episode done, you know? So that's that's what happened. I got sick. That's long and short of it. I'm doing much better now as I'm talking to you. It took a couple days to get over, but I'm doing a lot better now, and I'm feeling okay. And I uh, should have an episode for you this upcoming week on uh, somewhere between Tuesday and Thursday. Who knows? Uh, I haven't recorded it yet. But uh, I should have an episode for you, and I'm looking forward to doing that. I, I like doing the solo episodes. Uh, I, I'll i be honest with you, I like doing the Fab 15 just a little bit more, because it's fun to have somebody to talk to. But I like doing the solo episodes, too, and uh, you'll you'll get one of those soon. But uh, that's that's what's been going on. I got a couple emails of people you know, saying, hey, where's the show? And uh, <laughs> you know, uh, one person was very sweetly, hey, are you doing okay? And uh, the answer was, no, not completely, but uh, also it wasn't that bad. I was just kind of, you know, sick and, uh, uh, you know, wussed out, basically. Uh, I was even logging into work while I was sick, you know? So, like, I wasn't immobile or anything, but the time I was done logging into work and, you know, by the time that was over and, and, and I just kind of, I'd expended a lot of energy doing that and... You know, the extracurriculars are are the first things to go, so uh, uh, sorry, basically. Sorry I didn't get an episode done this week. But hey, uh, we're going to have a good one next week. In the meantime, uh, let me tell you about one of the things I would have reviewed had I uh, done the episode that week. Let me, do a, let me do a quick book review for you. I recently, uh, some of you who know me, will know that I'm a big fan of mystery stories and mystery TV shows and stuff like that. Uh, big Columbo fan. I like Columbo quite a bit. Uh, but I, I, I enjoy a good mystery book, and I have read a bunch of those. I'm a big fan of uh, Tana French. I like Dennis Lehane just fine, although he got a little bit uh, too intense for me in a couple of places, and I sort of stopped. But I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to get back in, because I understand it's not all like that. I just... 
Uh, needed a break from Dennis Lehane, but he's still on the list. Uh, and is a great writer. Even the stuff that upset me was really well written. Uh, I like a good mystery. I decided to check out one of the books of one of the early masters of mystery. Of, uh, of, of mystery. Sorry, I kind of half stuttered there. I'm, I'm still dealing with a little bit of a throat problem from being sick. It's not 100% better yet, so every now and again I just find a little catch kind of happens and you hear what just happened in this recording uh yes i i decided to check out one of the early masters of mystery somebody who was writing in the 1930s raymond chandler raymond chandler is one of those names that if you are in any way a fan of the genre you've heard a lot if you're not a fan of the genre you have probably still heard the name Raymond Chandler thrown about a lot, because he's huge, he's very well known, he constructed a lot of great, great stories. And I just stumbled upon his first novel in a Barnes & Noble one day, and thought, you know what, I'm going to give that a shot, I like the look of the volume that I'm buying, I bought the uh, Black Lizard Crime edition, so it, it looks kind of, it's kind of a classic book cover, and I, I don't know, just something about the aesthetic appealed to me. So I picked up The Big Sleep, and I gave it a chance and gave it a read, and uh, I have some observations for you. Raymond Chandler, even in his first novel, uh, absolutely a master and absolutely worth all of the acclaim and all of the great things that people say about how great of a writer he is. Uh, there are some interesting issues with the book that we'll get into, um, I knew I was in trouble when I opened the book, and the first page is one of those pages that says, hey, this is being presented in exactly the way that it was written, and times have moved on, so there's probably some problems there, and sorry, but this is how it was written. That's, uh, that's sort of what the first page is, and, uh, so I knew that, okay, there's gotta be something insensitive in here. That uh, I I am not going to jive with, and I I I got that going in. Also, knowing it was the 1930s, and yes, times have changed, and you could just say and think things then that you can't now. Uh, and you know, just the the faint hope that well, maybe he wasn't any worse or any better than any, anybody else of his generation. You know, so I started reading. And immediately just fell in love with the prose. Because he really writes beautifully. Uh, this book, from what I understand after some research after the fact, is sort of culled from various short stories that he had written, and he kind of combined them into a novel. And uh, once you know that, you can kind of see it. You can kind of, you know, you get the sense that, oh, yeah, all right, this is several different stories. They just sort of bound together and ran a narrative thread through, you know. But uh, the story itself, just elegantly written, beautifully written. He has a real way with words that just still holds up to this day. The uh, first page that said that, hey, there's some stuff in here you might not love, was absolutely right, because, uh, wow, people in the 1930s did not care for gay people, uh, apparently. <laughs> that's, uh, um, that's just central to this story, there's, a, like, the, the premise of the story 
hinges on you being okay with the idea that being gay is bad, basically. Because it's, like, the whole the whole thing of it is there's this gay pornography ring that is being busted, not really busted, but that's under observation and there are doings transpiring. And, like, uh, it's... I got deep enough into the book that it took me a little while to realize that, oh, this is about, like, gay pornography, not just pornography. Because I don't have all of this in my head. You know, I was thinking, oh, in the 1930s, all right, they're clearly talking about, they're clearly talking about porn here, and porn that, you know, people, people seem opposed to. But, like, maybe... In the 1930s, maybe that was just porn. Like, in my head, I was just thinking, oh, I guess porn was a problem in the 1930s. Uh, maybe that was, you know, considered damnable and was, like, in some way illegal in the 1930s. Whatever. I don't know. But I get deep enough to where I suddenly realize, oh, this is specifically about gay porn. And Raymond Chandler starts using a lot of words and phrases that are upsetting now the three-letter f word shows up a few times he refers to a dead homosexual man as quote that queen uh he uh refers to his main character as trying to behave like uh quote a pansy uh and it just it, it gets really ugly in that way of just like oh even at the time he clearly knew that these were insults you know like that that's the thing that people kind of you you want to give a pass to this type of to that that era. You want to go, well, I mean, it was that time and you know that's how people thought and you have to you have to keep that in mind. I, I yes to an extent, but every word that he uses in here, he is clearly using knowing that it's an insult. And that's upsetting, you know? Like his hero is using the three letter f word because he knows it's offensive. You know? In the 1930s. So, you know, really, what excuse do we have now? But, that notwithstanding. It was just ugly in that way. But again, so well written that I kept reading. You know? And, like, there's a way to do this story without that bigotry in it that would be a really, really gripping story. Despite the fact that there's also some anti-Semitism and some uh, anti-Asian uh, undertones. The anti-Asian stuff is actually less noticeable than the uh, anti-Semitism. At one point, I, I don't know a way to not say it the way that he wrote it. I apologize for this in advance. Please, nobody take this out of context and make some kind of clip of me saying it in a way that is horrible. He refers to somebody as, quote, an intelligent Jewess. Uh, what are you, the Iron Sheik? I mean, you know, it, it's 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 really upsetting. Because, like, you see that, you see that he used the word intelligent, and you go, oh, I think you think you were being nice. And that's almost more upsetting than if you were just a racist. And, <laughs> you know, and uh, that's, there's a lot of stuff like that that kept popping up in the big sleep. But, again... So well written that I kept reading because he wrote a story that I still wanted to know the end of.
Despite the fact that he never answers the question of who killed the chauffeur, uh, I actually Googled that. I kind of, like, it was... It was almost like that episode of MASH where the last page of the mystery novel is reading, so they call the author. I uh, I kind of went, well, there has to be an answer to that. Somebody knows the answer to who killed the chauffeur. Like, I, I just missed it, clearly. So I went on the internet and looked around, and uh, the internet said, yeah, nobody has any idea who killed the chauffeur. Uh, Raymond Chandler was asked directly, and he said he had no idea. So there are problems like that to it as well. But the main story... Really gripping. The characters, really interesting. Despite the fact that every woman in the text is just a, a prop. You know, the main characters that he is invested in writing, he writes very, very well. So, mixed bag of feelings about Raymond Chandler's The Big Sleep, but ultimately, it made me want to read more Raymond Chandler. And that's the most you can ask of something, is to... Read it, experience it, even be uncomfortable with it, but still want to know more. And that's what my experience was coming out of The Big Sleep. Uh, I'm probably going to investigate further. I have a few other books that are on the pile to be read right now. I'm currently about halfway through a reread of William, of, uh, William Goldman's The Princess Bride. Uh, the uh, Good Parts version, if anybody out there knows what I'm talking about. Uh, I'm I'm rereading that because I found out that this year is the 50th anniversary of the writing of that book. So I thought, well, I, we should have been celebrating that all year, so I decided to reread it. And I'm rereading it and having a great time because it has been a very long time since I've reread the book. I've seen the movie a bunch, but I uh, it's it's the first time I've reread the book in a very long time. We'll talk about that at some future point, probably. If we don't ever, please don't judge me. But if you're if you're gonna hang on and look for it, uh, I hope you get it. I hope I remember to do that. But uh, in the meantime, the big sleep, I really enjoyed and was really uncomfortable with, and it 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 got there in a way that kept me. But like, there's some stuff in it that just like, wow, there's no way anyone would write that now, even if they were an asshole. They would <laughs> they would take a different route to being an asshole. Probably, uh, I'm saying that in a world where we have a kid rock. But, you know, whatever. Uh, so there's a book review for you. Kind of brief, kind of concise. But uh, I recommend Raymond Chandler. But also, uh, put on your armor against what existed in the 1930s. That's uh, that's kind of where we are. Had a good time with that. Had a good time talking to you just now. Um, I'm feeling a lot better, as you can probably kind of gather from from this, despite the fact that my throat has an occasional catch in it. Uh, you should get a full episode next time. I should have plenty to talk about. Looking forward to a lot of stuff happening in the next uh, week or two, and you'll hear about that stuff when you you do and uh, <laughs> uh but i've got other stuff to talk about you too of course wait that sentence didn't come out right i've got other stuff to talk about to you too as well of course i think is the sentence that i was trying to construct and, and even that seems a little clunky sorry i've been sick uh i'm doing much better now to quote buddy from night court 
but uh, you know, still a little bit uh, scatterbrained. Apparently, that's what uh, that, that's that's what happens to all of us, I think. But hey, thanks for your patience. I hope that this upload went a little ways in making you feel like I still care because I do still care. Thanks for your patience, as I said. Thanks for hanging in there. Thanks for supporting the show. I really, really appreciate it. Uh, I, I I feel like we've done enough time here that I can say all the stuff that I'm, I, I, I like to say at the end of an episode. Uh, checkmates, please um, remember to, to do all the things that keep you happy, healthy, and safe. Please remember that black lives matter that LGBTQIA plus rights are human rights, that women's rights are human rights, and that I shouldn't have to tell you any of that. And checkmates, please be good to each other, be good to yourself, forgive each other, and forgive yourself. And while you're doing all that, check us out next time. I got most of that out in the right order, and without too many hesitations and things. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you in a real episode again really soon.